This is the Happen to Your Career Podcast, episode 152. For me, it was about control over my time. And, you know, ever since I did quit my job uh, back in February, I've been able to go to some pretty awesome places. And I'm going to Italy next month, too. And I'm not trying to sell the dream over here, but I would never be able to do all the trips that I have if I still have my corporate job. Hey, H2ICers. If you've been struggling to figure out work that fits you, then join our eight-day free mini course. All you have to do is text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470 or simply visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. See you there. This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. Hey, hey, this is Scott Anthony Barlow, and you are listening to Happen to Your Career. This is the show that helps you figure out what work fits you by exploring other stories. We get to bring on experts like Paul Angoni, who began his career with a struggle, and he's got on to write best-selling books to empower college students, 20-somethings, 30-somethings, a bunch of other people. And then we also have, in past episodes, people on like Dustin Hartzler, who has a pretty amazing story, and he built his dream career by combining passions together. Now, these are people that are just like you. They've gone from where they are to what they really want to be doing. And they're people that are just like our next guest too. And I'm so excited to have a return guest here on the show. And I got to tell you just a little bit of backstory between the time that our next guest came on the podcast and what's happened up through now. So first of all, she and I met through, oh my goodness, how did she and I meet? I think through a, through a, particular group that we were both involved in. And then at that point in time, you know, she was just putting her business together. So ended up giving her some advice and started to talk to her, built a relationship. She ended up going on to get her first customers, was super excited about that. Uh, and then shortly after that, she became a client and helped her grow her business through the initial stages. That was so much fun. Uh, was honored to be able to be a, be a part of that. But now you know, long since after that, she's gone on to be able to turn her business into six figure, six figure business that does both coaching and courses and a number of other different things. So that six figure coaching business has been truly pretty phenomenal. And I, I've been really impressed with how she's put it together. And you're going to get to hear a bit of both that and what's, what's happened since last time she was on the show, but then at the same time, some of the, her unfiltered thoughts on growing a business. And I think that so often a lot of this stuff doesn't ever make it into the, into the limelight because growing a business is hard as it turns out, incredibly hard. It's also something that for the right person, it's totally worth doing. I've absolutely loved it. I've grown a couple of different businesses, helped, uh, geez, well over a hundred, I guess, approaching a couple hundred people grow their, grow their businesses. Um, as it happened to your career, we've been able to help a number of people leave their jobs. Um, and that's all really, really exciting stuff, but it is, but it often gets glossed over how it really is and can be building a business. 
yes, it's worth it. Yes, I want you to understand what are the areas that it's it's incredibly difficult. And more importantly than that, I want you to understand what really actually matters. So we've brought on our repeat guest to be able to give you the blatant, unfiltered approach for that. So take a listen to my conversation with two-time guest on the Happen to Your Career podcast, uh, somebody who I've had the pleasure of, of working and doing business with, and just an amazing friend, Olivia Gamber. Hey, I have with me today, back on, yeah, that's right, back on the Happen to Your Career podcast, Olivia Gamber. She was she was on quite a few episodes ago, and since then, a lot has happened with Olivia. And she's she's one of my favorite people out there for a whole bunch of different reasons. Uh, but I, I asked her to come back on, not to talk about. This is going to sound a little weird, but she she has a business of her own, and she's worked with uh, with other businesses in the in the career space, helping other people be able to make. Uh, make career changes and career upgrades and find better jobs and a whole bunch more. But that's not why she's here today. Not why she's here today. So uh, she is here to talk about building a business and here to talk about the unseen side of of building a business. So we're going to dive deep into that. But I want to say welcome, welcome back to the show, repeat offender, Olivia Gamber. How you doing? Hello, hello. I'm, I can't believe when I think of how much has changed since I was first on this show, it's incredible to just reflect back. So I'm excited to talk about that today. It'll it'll kind of take me to slow down and realize just everything that happened because it's pretty crazy. Isn't that nutty? I was just thinking about that too before we uh, before we got on here. It's like, oh my goodness, isn't it like there's a lot that's happened since this? Yeah. So our mission today is really to give people give people the un we'll call it the unmarketed side of business the unsocialized side of, of business both the great things and uh, maybe even some of the not so great things and then really help people understand like as you're getting into thinking about building a business or actually getting into the act of, of building a business doing your own thing and uh, what what can even help along the way too so this is going to be lessons learned maybe some rants. We'll see. We'll see. And, um, and hopefully, uh, somewhere in the middle of that, we'll, between our conversation, we'll, we'll get some stuff in there to help you understand how to, how to think about some of this stuff a little bit differently and what to consider. Sound good? Let's do it. Cool. So here's, first of all, let's, let's fill people in really, really quick. Since, since you've come on the, on the show, uh, let's give them the rundown on what's, what's happened here. Uh, so catch, catch people up a little bit. Cause last time you came on, you, you had this side business, you were, were working, um, working in HR and or working in, um, organizational development and, uh, yeah, what, what's happened since then? Yeah. I'll give you guys the 30,000 foot view, but when I met Scott back in, I want to say it was late 2014 or early 2015, I can't quite remember. I was dabbling in uh, you know, a career business and, that, and the reason we connected is I reached out to him and he was doing something that ultimately I was interested in. I was doing it on the side of a really demanding full-time corporate job. I was always traveling, managing a department, all kinds of crazy stuff. So it was all on the side and it was really just uh, honestly 
a little bit of uh, throwing whatever stuck to the wall. And eventually I got really focused and was able to actually create a product and a service. And so I was beginning to get clients, you know, after meeting Scott and, and learning about his business model and, and also surrounding myself with Scott and people like himself, it became really clear to me that, you know, obviously I wasn't doing this as a hobby. I wanted to make money, but I wanted it to be meaningful. And that's the kind of the reason people usually start their own business is not because, you know, they just want another job. They want something with a purpose that matters. And so that's really what was it was all about. And fast forward, I was really hustling. I'm talking 5 a.m. mornings. I was working after my job. So oh, yeah. I don't to sound like a walk in the park <laughs> but I did write a book and I did it I did it all I had a podcast wrote a book and eventually built a brand out that allowed me to attract clients more consistently so fast forward I ended up meeting Kevin Kermes who also had a very similar brand type of company we ended up partnering up because we had very uh, complementary strengths and he had a bigger platform so long story short I like sped it sped up really fast by partnering with him but also bringing my product and my framework over that way so now i'm partnered on careerattraction.com but it was occupationalvidia.com so i was able to merge the two brands together and make it something that i think is pretty differentiated in the market and also helps a lot of people so it's a legitimate business six-figure business now and it didn't take that long but it I did have a lot of help along the way, so it's not all on me. I definitely had to surround myself with the right people, but it worked out, and now I'm on to the next evolution. I've become kind of a serial entrepreneur. Like, I'm just addicted to the client. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, careful careful what you wish for, huh? Exactly. <laughs> it's the roller coaster, though. I, did, I probably skipped a lot of the dark lows, but that was the 30,000-foot view. Okay, so we'll we'll go in and we'll kind of break it apart and we'll kind of compare notes here a little bit along the way, and but I, I am curious. So w along that, what what's what prompted you to want to even do this in the first place? Way back when, you know, even before occupational Olivia and everything else. The why was always freedom and control over my time and I, most like most people listening we're all frustrated with the nine to five the face time and the lack of control over our schedules and the ability to be able to travel when we want to and do what we want to experience the life that you know we only get one of and so for me it was about control over my time and you know ever since i did quit my job um, back in february i've been able to go to some pretty awesome places and i'm going to italy next month too and i'm not trying to sell the dream over here but i would never be able to do all the trips that i have if i still have my corporate job yeah that's a lot of vacation time exactly a lot of vacation time or at least it's a lot harder to do and probably a lot shorter trips but uh I mean, for me, it's kind of the same thing. Very, very much so. Uh, for me, the very, very first prompting was, um, I remember training this person in HR and she's talking about her dad and like her dad sounded like he was always around. She's like, yeah, my, my dad had, you know, helped me with my homework at, you know, I got home from school and I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did your dad do that? 
like what and turns out he owned his own business owned a bunch of apartment complexes it's like oh i didn't even know that was possible so this was even before i had kids and then i knew that kind of stuck in my mind that was the seed to be able to say later on down the road i want to have that kind of freedom of time if you will you know that's so funny i had a similar experience and i was in grad school i was working for a consultant in san diego and i just saw him leave at lunch to go jog and he disappeared and he was gone for the day (laughs) but he was the owner of the company and i was like okay well i and one day he asked me what do you want to do and i said i want what you have so that still sticks in my mind and it's still true exactly what he has is ultimately what i want so that's that's really interesting so along those Along those lines, then I think everybody can identify with having some type of more freedom, right? Yeah. For whatever that is for you, because it, it probably looks different to different people, but you know, freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of, I don't know, whatever it happens to be. And, um, if that's the case, then I think what has a tendency to happen though, is people can sometimes mistake having a business with the ultimate answer. Because I think that can be an answer, but there's probably more other ways to get there too. So that's why I really wanted to be able to have this conversation and kind of dissect for people what having a business actually looks like. So I'm curious, what was the what are some of the biggest things that have really surprised you along the way behind the scenes where you are like, yeah, I did not anticipate that having a business would be like that, good or bad, either way. You know, I think it's the toughest thing is prioritization especially as a solopreneur. I mean, now I'm slowly starting to hire people, but when you are not an employee, you don't have a lot of competencies. Even if you're super confident, and I'm one of those super confident people, I think I can do everything even if I can't, but (laughs) the problem with that is you end up messing a lot of stuff up because if you're really honest with yourself, there's a lot of competencies involved in building a business that you just naturally will not be strong at, and you have to be aware of those. Otherwise they will bite you. And they've definitely bit me along the way a couple of times. What I'm curious now, what are, what are some of those? What's an example of one of those? Uh, well, you know, when I first met you, Scott, I, I honestly sucked at selling. Oh, I remember we, we talked about this actually. (laughs) This was, this was intimidating for you at first, right? Now you love sales. Yeah, it's definitely, it was a mountain to climb, the sales fear and the internal psychology around pricing and figuring out what you're worth. And there's all of that you have to climb. And then for me, a lot of it was, uh, you know, a lot of my business is based on internet marketing. And oh my God, there's so much out there that could really paralyze you when it comes to information. So there was just a lot of noise I had to wade through to figure out where can I get the best results and spend the least amount of time because I can't just be on the internet all day. I have to actually do things that move my business forward. Wait a minute. You can't just hang out on YouTube and then (laughs) cash doesn't come in. Like really? I know, right? Just build a bunch of YouTube videos and and then the money flows in. That's that's kind of the way it gets perpetuated, though, which is, I suppose, another reason why I wanted to have this this conversation. So what do you think? What do you think then for you? And we'll kind of compare notes here, too. Um, what do you think has made the difference between um, having a business that ends up working versus playing business? We'll call it. Yeah, a great question. And I, this is something that I 
definitely feel strongly about because there's two types of metrics, the vanity metrics and then the revenue generating metrics. And so what I really figured out that at the end of the day, all that really matters is, is how many customers are you talking to every day that are interested in buying your product? And then number two, everything else is kind of a leading or lagging or not associated indicator. So a lot of people want to start a podcast and I started a podcast, so I'm not bashing that. It has a lot of benefits, but if your main goal is to immediately generate revenue, then that's not where you want to start. Or if your main goal is to figure out, is this a viable business? You should not be starting a podcast. I think that that you should do it, but you should do it for the right reasons because a lot of misaligned expectations with activity and outcomes are tend to be uh, cause people to burn out. And I, I mean, I know people right now that have had a podcast for almost three years and literally have had maybe three clients. And I, I don't know about you, but that wouldn't sit very well with me. No, no, not at all. And I... <laughs> And, and actually, so we just not that long ago passed our three year mark. So I'm thinking about that. That hit totally hits home. It's like, what if we only had, what if we were only helping like three people <laughs> essentially? Cause I mean, we can, we can certainly provide a lot of help for the podcast, but ultimately we get to help people the most when they're exchanging value for us. Like we help the, we help people at the deepest level when they engage with us deeper than the podcast or in different ways than just the podcast. Like that's where we get to make real change in people's lives. So if nobody was paying us to help them, oh man, I don't, I don't know what I'd probably, I don't, I couldn't imagine it. That, that scares me. It's not all about the money. It's just no. that the validation that it's no longer a hobby. It's an actual business. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think I've told this story on here. Maybe we alluded to it in episode 100 a little bit, but um, when I first started this business, I think I partially started the podcast for some of all of the wrong reasons. I'm like, yeah, we'll start a podcast and then that's going to like lead to instant cash and it's going to be awesome and I'm going to leave my job and like all that sort of thing. And I liked my job. I actually um, enjoyed it uh, quite a bit, but I thought that I would enjoy some of the things that we're doing with this business a whole bunch better. So I probably went down that track more where I was playing business and not having actual exchange in the beginning for probably the first, uh, first of all, three months before I realized it wasn't working. I was right there with you. <laughs> oh man. Those are painful memories. I, my ego loves the vanity. Yeah. So yeah. Just does, you know, and I had to get past that real quick because at the end of the day, as much as I love how many people are downloading my podcast, the goal is to build a business. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh man. I, uh, I still have to catch myself on some of that stuff, uh, time cause the numbers are, are great and those indicators are, are great, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually truly helping people, which then ends up resulting in exchange for money. Right. Exactly. Okay. So let me, let me ask you a couple of other questions about that. Then you, you, you've certainly had um, a lot of evolutions along the way and a lot of realizations along the way and all kinds of other stuff. What do you think has been the most helpful? Like if you're going to back and doing it all over again, what do you think has been the most helpful for you 
or maybe even a couple of different stories of what's been the most helpful for you to make those evolutions. Cause that's kind of what business is about. Like you do stuff, some of it works, you take the stuff that works and then you go forward and then get rid of the other stuff. Right. Yes. I, this is really gold because, and I really did pick it up off of you, Scott, because you really taught me this methodology, but it all started with like, literally I built a course before I had any paying clients. So let me just throw that out there right there. Biggest mistake ever. Wasted probably months of not making money. And now if you were to ask me uh, if I'm going to create a product service or offer, I won't build a thing until I have money in my hand. Because at this point, you really, honestly, the market needs to design that product for you. If you're operating in a vacuum, it's just going to create a poor product market fit. And it's also probably going to create a commodity that's copied off your competitors. And nobody wins that way. And, yeah. and so I, the biggest lesson I've learned is do things that don't scale because that's the quickest path to growth in the beginning. Even though everybody wants to be a millionaire from the get-go, I totally get that. But when you're willing to get on the phone with people, and actually figure out what their problem is and craft an offer to solve that problem, if you are the one to solve it and you can solve it, uh, then that's a business. And you don't need a website. You don't need a Twitter. You don't need an LLC. You don't really need anything to do that. And you've immediately got validation. That was really my biggest learning lesson because obviously I spent a year doing the opposite. Freaking out, probably. Looking at job boards, crying, and just, it was a mess. That's just a peek into Kirby's work life before. My title was public relations manager, but I worked for a small company, so job titles at that point really don't matter. And I had been listening to your podcast, and so I just sent an email in asking, I need your help. And that's when she started our free eight-day email course. The course that you provided, and all those questions really helped me determine what made me happy in a job or what I actually enjoyed doing. Kirby really needed to make a change, so she dove right in. Finders test, the DISC test, I took them all. <laughs> I took all of them because I wanted to get this right. <laughs> With new insight and help, she was able to make some necessary changes. You know, I like coming to work in the morning and I like the people I work with. Nobody wants to sit there and answer hard questions, especially if it's about yourself, but it's worth it to take the time because you don't want to waste your time at a job that you don't want to do. Why would you waste your time being unhappy? Just take a personal day, take eight hours and answer all the questions. So if you need to make some changes in your life and figure out what it is that you should be doing, answering those hard questions, head on over to figureitout.co, that's figureitout.co, or text HAPPEN, H-A-P-P-E-N, to 44222. That's text happen, H-A-P-P-E-N to 44222. Interesting. I didn't realize, um, I, I didn't realize that you spent about a year on that beforehand. It felt we, like it. I may be being dramatic. I had a website in 2014 of the summer. Yeah. I really didn't have a product. I finally had a product in 2015. And at that point, it, I, I would say, yeah, I probably wasted close to a year. Well, and for us, we kind of did the, did the same thing. How did this, how did this work? 
Oh yeah. Oh no. Ours was even oh, degrees of, of much worseness because we, <laughs> we initially, um, you know, launched the, launched the business, launched the podcast kind of at the same time, took on a couple of coaching clients and all that was great. Then we created a membership site where we were trying to make, um, and this was actually really, really pretty good. Our intention was good. There was probably a lot better ways to go about it, but we created a membership site where we were, um, trying to put a bunch of videos and learning to be able to allow our members to understand how to do interviews, understand how to, uh, make job changes and all that sort of thing. And, um, we said, okay, if we can make $400 on this, like we'll build it out. So we, we did do it in advance and we were really upfront and honest with people initially and said, Hey, look, we will build this for you if we can make, you know, 400 bucks. And then the first day we made like 900 bucks. I'm like, Oh, okay. Awesome. Fantastic. This is so easy. All we got to do is put something out there. And then, um, and then, you know, we, we ended up building that and then we had four failed launches after that. Cause we thought, Oh my goodness, this is the easiest thing in the world. We just need to make something and, uh, and it'll be good. And it, it didn't, uh, it didn't work, didn't work at all because we lost sight of the things that did and also lost sight of really trying to serve our market really well and allow exactly. them to dictate. So, oh man, I've been there and you know, you know, I've done the same thing with the membership site and really trying to make that work. Cause it just sounds like when you really run the numbers in your head, it's passive income. So it's really compelling. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I don't know. That's kind of, I'm glad we did it. And I'm really glad that we had a bunch of those failures early on, like before anybody was paying attention, first of all. And then uh, second of all, um, because that led us to be able to get to what we're doing now. And I'm sure that'll lead to, you know, things that are even better for us as a company in the future, but being able to really serve people where they need it the most. And that's kind of the direction that we've gone. And that's where I've seen you go down too. And I mean, you, I think you've, you've helped, uh, really helped Kevin really build out that business that you guys have created uh, because I think that's where you're focused. Definitely. I think, I think it was a really a big wake up call in thinking about what I actually am willing to pay for. What, what do you mean by that? You know, I, cause I, I'm starting to see a trend and you know, this is just a little off topic. I'm not sure your audience is too interested, but with a lot of uh, custom, I think it's all about individualized learning when it comes to helping people. Yeah. Everybody wants things to be customized to them, themselves. And I feel the same way. I don't want to be shoved into a box or into too much off the shelf type of solution because, you know, especially as a millennial, I'm very special. You know what I mean? So I think that's <laughs> kind of the mentality I have when I'm purchasing. I want it to be uniquely mine and yeah. feel it fits, you know? Yep. And that's what I started to realize with how I designed my business. So what do you think then has helped you, helped you the most? Like we've got lots of people that are here that are looking at different types of um, ways to not shortcut it, but ways to learn business or ways to um, be able to ensure that they are moving faster than what they would normally. So there's a, you know, you mentioned courses earlier and there's a billion different courses out there and there's certainly um, lots of other alternatives too. Um, there's coaching. I mean, that's something that we even do too, coaching, but there's a lot of business coaches out there. There's all kinds of stuff like that. What, what do you think helped you the most along the way? 
And I know you've got some strong feelings on this, so I'm really going to push you into what are kind of some of the pros and cons on these types of things too. I think the biggest key is you have to surround yourself with other people who have, who are ahead of you. So that's what I did by, you know, joining the mastermind with you, Scott, and being surrounded by people who understand the, what that this is what you want to do and they're not going to judge you. They're not going to doubt you because any type of doubt or hesitation is really bad for, you know, forward momentum for your actual action and output because no matter what we're all going to doubt ourselves each step of the way if this was easy everyone would be a millionaire or an entrepreneur but it's not so you really have to find that community and that support system and it can't just be your husband or wife because they haven't done what you're trying to do even if they support you that's not enough you need someone that's actually can demystify the process i used to think making you know ten thousand in a month was like a, a freaking miracle through I mean it's one thing to do it through corporate that's one type of achievement but to actually get people to pull out their wallet and pay you money and exchange value and everybody feel really good about it that's a whole nother ball game and yeah. so there's a lot you've got to overcome and when you see other people who have done it they really do demystify that process for you and then the second piece I would say is stick to the basics people are complicating business and it isn't complicated. It's about finding a really good problem that you can solve and don't get caught up in how you solve it. If you can solve it, the outcome is all that matters. You don't need a bunch of fancy tools at first. You just need to validate that that problem is heavy enough that people are willing to pay money for it. Most people skip that critical step of validating their offer. And you don't and the offer is always evolving as you talk to more and more people. You're never really done validating because the market's always evolving. That's so true. I mean, we've got one of our programs right now. Um, it started out as, as figure out what fits. That's what we named it. And it was a, a four-week class to be able to help people. Uh, help people figure out what they wanted to do. And then we, we created like a 2.0 version of it where it was a, a boot camp style class and, and, uh, and then it's now evolved into a completely different name. We call it career change bootcamp now. And we take people through eight weeks and we combine that with coaching and, and it just, it's still true. It just keeps evolving and you keep making it better and better and you keep changing with the market too. Yeah, you have to, or the, the offer becomes stale. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this, this has been really, really eye opening. Um, I, uh, a couple, a couple pieces of backstory here for people behind the scenes so that all this stuff makes sense in context. So I think you and I met because both of us were members of ZTL, which ZTL stands for zero to launch. It's a, it is a course that's put together from a guy named Ramit Sethi and uh, his company is called, I will teach you to be rich. But, uh, anyhow, I think that's, that's how we met. And I, I'm curious your opinion on, um, not necessarily just that, but courses in general versus versus other things. And what is what is good or bad or how would you know what is right for you? And that's the answer I think people are really trying to get to um, for themselves because we all want customized for ourselves. Oh, stuff, totally. right? <laughs> yeah. And as a buyer of uh, zero to launch, I, I think it's a, it, it's one of, it's one of the most solid uh, programs on building an online course. Um, however, I would not start 
with an online course anymore because there's just so much that can keep you from really building a business. You've got to learn all kinds of different tools and fancy softwares and it, it shouldn't be that complicated to get your first three customers. So if you have a long lag time between when you get three paying customers and when you decide to really start something, that's actually not a good sign because that means it's really, you're taking so long to know if this is even a viable business. Mm. So, and I know that's really counterintuitive that people say, oh, it takes forever. Well, yeah, it takes forever to build a big business, but it shouldn't take forever to validate an offer. And so that's the way I think a little bit differently now. And so in terms of answering your question, um, if you're really serious about building an online business, what's more important to you than information is accountability and emotional support and seeing, being surrounded by people that demystify the process, not information. Because information is paralyzing. It, it allows you a safe haven to go hide in and bury yourself with information, but it doesn't necessarily lead to behavior change actions and outcomes so in my opinion i do still love ztl i would I, I really do believe strongly in being around successful entrepreneurs and if you have to pay to make that happen then that consider that an investment in your future just like an investment in grad school and it won't cost nearly as much but it'll be 10 times more fulfilling if this is what you truly want i love that let me kind of repeat back here what i what i took away from that what I heard is, hey, information is is okay, but there can be the tendency to get drowned in it, and um, it's it's going to be good if it's in the right areas, and it is going to be a heck of a lot better if you are um, taking steps to actually not get drowned on it, which sounds like it would be surrounding yourself by other people that have either been there before or done it before or are going to hold you accountable or whatever else along the way. Is that, is that right? Exactly. If I think back to when I joined your mastermind and that you invited me to and each every two weeks we met and you know, there was the social pressure of being around those other high achieving entrepreneurs. If, I, I, and also the support of people that you could talk about this stuff with that know your language and, and are living and breathing it and immersing yourself into that mentality and culture and way of life, then it becomes like you're, you're going to raise your bar. Whereas if you can hide behind an online computer and you're not really visible or being held under that microscope, you're not going to really push yourself to accomplish crazy things in, in a couple months, in 90 days, I launched a book and got three paying clients. Like it, it, in 2015, it was just pushing a button and get, I hired a coach to help me launch the book. It, it was everything that, you know, some people talk their whole lives about doing, but I writ, wrote and published a bestselling book in 90 days, which also led to paying clients, paying me thousands of dollars. And that was in a 90 day time frame. And I know people think this sounds crazy, but when you put money into something, you better believe you're going to take action because now you've got skin in the game. I do truly believe your time goes where your money goes. And if you're not willing to invest in your business, you're probably not going to make it. Uh, harsh, but very true words. I love it. And I know some people out there are probably thinking, well, I've got a family, I've got kids, I've got this, I've got that. And I get it. But at the end of the day, everybody all always has these gaps they need to close. 
you need to either decide if you want to take five years to do it, then so be it. You're going to have to either pay in time or money. That's the only answer. And I chose to invest, but I know that's not always possible for everybody else. So I would just say really think in an investment mentality because that's what really brings the results instead of being in fear and hesitation and just staying frozen. I love that so much. I feel like we have like three tweets buried in that last. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's somewhere in there. (laughs) We'll let Kirby pull, pull them out and then there'll be quotes on the, on the show notes page. Hey, this is, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you one, uh, been willing to have the conversation in the first place Two, being very transparent with, um, with what it is actually like running a business. Um, I've had a lot of the same experiences. I personally wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I, but it is by far not the easiest thing to do in the world. Um, in fact, I would say it's probably one of the harder things that uh, I've, I've done in my life. And this is my second business and, uh, probably helped about a hundred, hundred something people build other businesses. And it's, it's not easy in any case. So I, I very much appreciate your, your time. And, uh, I'm so glad we, cause we actually got to, we finally got an excuse to chat like twice in one week or something. Amazing. <laughs> it's a good time. Hey, I really hope you enjoyed that, that episode, that conversation with Olivia and I, I know that I absolutely did. And I got to tell you about something that is happening behind the scenes too. Olivia and I are putting on a training coming up very, very soon to be able to help people understand how to start their own coaching business, particularly how to bring in people that they would be excited about working with people who, if you're interested in starting a coaching business, people that you'd be excited to work with and how to set that up so that it comes in on a regular basis. This is something that I've done. This is something that Olivia's done. And, you know, at this point in time, um, we have, <laughs> we've in happened to your career. We've had to hire coaches because I have more coaching clients than I can handle. And I have, uh, I've stepped back a lot to be able to really focus on running and building the business so that we can reach even more people and help them make massive change to their lives and get to the careers that they really want to be doing and build the type of businesses that they really want to be doing. So, um, it, it's, it's something that I have done. It's not as easy. It's not as, it's not as difficult to do to get started as what most people think it is. And this is something that I've coached a lot of people through. Uh, Olivia has done a really, really nice job in her own right, but we're putting together a training so that you can see exactly what a basic, what's called a, a funnel or a pipeline can look like to be able to bring in a continuous source of people that would be really interested in working with you that you have the unique ability to help as a coach. And I know we've got a a lot of, lot of coaches that listen to this. I've gotten feedback from so many of you and I really, really appreciate you listening in the first place. And if, if that's you, what I want you to do is I want you to go over and check out this training. You can go to happenyourcareer.com slash coach. Really, really, really easy. Happen to your career.com slash coach. Put on the pause now. Go over there and register for the training. Even if you can't make it at that particular time, go ahead and register so that you can get on the list and we'll send you updates and uh, and 
other really, really useful stuff to be able to get your coaching business either started and up and running, or I know we've also got a lot of people that already have a coaching business and will really like to increase the number of people that are coming into their business that really want the type of help that they provide. So head on over to happyyourcareer.com slash coach and sign up. Or if you're already on the Happy Your Career email list, then you'll get a you'll get a notification when this thing is happening. And that way we can get you there, get you started. And I really, really believe that if for your signature strengths, then you have a unique ability to help people in ways that other people just can't. And that also means that, you know, some people that you're really well suited to help, I'm not well suited to help. And some people that, you know, Olivia's well suited to help um, aren't the same as, as, as the next person. So the world needs a lot of this, this type of help. So I would love to be able to make a larger impact, which is part of the reason that why we're doing this type of training and, you know, even, even helping people start these, these types of businesses or grow their businesses that are already in existence. All right. So there's a little bit of backstory on, on what's going on behind the scenes that happened to your career, but I just want to be able to give you that opportunity and be able to really expand your coaching business by bringing in the people that you want to work with on a very regular basis. Head on over there, check it out. Happen slash coach. All right. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today it means an awful lot. I really, really appreciate it. I want you to take a listen to what we've got coming up next week on happen to your career. And Oh, this is, this is a fun one. This was a, such a fun interview to do. This is such a fun conversation to have and take a listen to next time where you get to figure out how to signal whether you are switching lanes and switching in career change. So I took the first job that came along and began my journey of job hopping when job hopping wasn't cool. And I remember thinking, but I'm miserable. I've learned what I think I can learn here. I don't see my next move here. I've got to make a move. That's just who I am. Without even knowing it, I was sort of breaking the mold, right? In order to figure this out. Hey, thanks again. Really, really appreciate you taking the time. And we'll see you next week on Happen to Your Career. I also wanted to just read off a quick review that we got. And this one comes from Katie McDee. And she says, hey, incredibly valuable content. I do not have enough nice things to say about this podcast. The interviews are fantastic and the advice is very helpful. I strongly recommend any and all tune in. Hey, thank you so much, Katie. Really, really appreciate that. And I would love it if you would take the time, just a few seconds to go over and tell us what you really think by leaving a rating and review on iTunes or on Stitcher. That helps other people be able to find the show and we get to reach even more people out there. So that is super exciting for us and means the world to us when you take the time to give us feedback. So leave us an honest rating and review and we will probably even read it over here. All right. Thanks, Katie, for the five stars. Really, really appreciate that. Okay. See you next time next week on Happen to Your Career. Until then, I am out. Adios. Mm-hmm.